right, ladies and gentlemen, Cashboard Podcast, episode 10, the greatest podcast in the world. Welcome back. It's been a while, but we're not going to focus on that today. Very special guest. I say that every time, but every guest is special. We got my boy, Guap. We got my boy, Cisco. We got my boy, the fashionista himself. Out here. He is here in the flesh, and he's going to spit some wisdom on us about the fashion game, about hip-hop, rap, music in general. We're going to have a good time as always. So It's going to be lit. Yeah. Before we get started, Guap, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, let the people know what you, who you are, what you got going on, and so on and so forth. But, so, um, I mean, just some, just somebody in my little local-ass town trying to expand fashion culture, expand, you know, style, get creative, get, no pun intended, but, you know, get jiggy with it out here. Yes, um, sir. We gotta get jiggy with it. Uh, just, just a little smidge. Um, at the same time, you know, shooting, photographing, capturing others in the process. So that's the main goal. You know, just like everybody else, take off and run with it. See how far I go with it. Okay. Ain't nothing more. But I mean, right now, you know, just starting, just chilling out here. I wouldn't be here. Um, I probably would be drinking out right now, like, but you know, your boy low on funds a little bit. Hey, hey man, <laughs> you and all of us both, or you and all three of us, shit is real rough out here, especially with the increase of prices and everything. Um, but let's talk about your photography real quick before we get into the first topic, just so we get to know a little bit more about you. How did you get into photography? I know some people pick up photo or photography as sort of a hobby. They may use their phone. They sometimes splurge and get a camera. I know myself, I have a camera, but I don't really use it all that often. It's more of like a special occasion type of thing. So how did you find your passion in photography and keep it going as far as you have? So as far as photography, um, I would, this was like probably two or three years ago. Initially, I started like everybody else off my phone, like off my fucking iPhone or whatever, just this shit. Mm -hmm. I started going to like little car meets, like local car meets or, you know, shit that's like two hours away from like my vicinity or whatever. And I think it was 20, yeah, 2020. So like pandemic year. Mm hmm. I got on Twitter. This is kind of this is like around the same exact time I met you, um, Roman, and everybody else during that time. Shout out Roman. So, yeah, shout out Roman. Shout out Kai. Shout out the whole gang. Everybody, you know? the whole gang. But like around that time on Twitter, there was this thing called the Vogue Challenge that was going on, and there was this photographer that um, goes by Cameron Reed on IG. Um, I stuck with him like for the past two years. Just kind of watching how he indulges in editorial um, photography, um, gets his angles a lot different than anybody else, the color toning, just the whole aspect, the art of creating in general. And I just kind of ran with it. Um, and because, I mean, I was always like, I'm not going to say I've always been into clothes, but like for the probably the past six, seven years, I've been into clothes and I kind of didn't really know what else to do with being in the clothes other than like, like I wanted to make clothes at first, but I'm not going to lie. I got kind of lazy and slacked on a couple of concepts that I had in mind. Okay. And I also, 
Like, I set myself back on that, but I kind of looked at photography as, like, another medium to kind of capture everybody's, like, fashion, everybody's style, like, sense of style, capture everybody's identity along with it. And now I just, I, it, like, it's kept me going because I still keep up with clothes. I still keep up with, like, other photographers that are, like, out here that are getting more popular. And, I mean, that's my goal, too, just to keep it going. I better be in a room with fucking people from Louis Vuitton and Vogue within the next two years. If not, I did the shit all wrong. Okay. And that, that's a good goal to set for yourself. You know, they always say, and I know it has probably nothing to do with what you just said, but the philosophy I feel is still the same. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So if you're the best photographer, whether it's in your city, whether it's in, if it's in a house, whether it's in the state, et cetera, et cetera, you are in the wrong place because you can always learn something from someone else. They may do your craft in a different manner. They may do a different sort of craft, but I feel like when it comes to skill sets, you can always learn something from someone who is doing the exact same thing as you. Whether and it's like their eye is better for capturing, you know, poses or capturing faces, capturing the tight, the specific color of clothes that people were wearing, you know, so on and so forth. But sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? No, yeah, I was just letting you continue. Like, those are valid points. And at the same time, like, so with me, I try the best I can to, like, not let local photographers influence, like, what the fuck I do. Yeah. Like, I stay the fuck away. Like, Cali in general. So my whole, like, aesthetic has been... Because, like, all that editorial shit that I paid attention to stems from Houston and from like at, like from the rest of the south from like little towns outside of Atlanta like Savannah like I would I, I still network with plenty of photographers from like the southern region I just feel like they have this unique emphasis on storytelling and just the way they capture better than anybody else out here even out in the east I just feel like the south is doing something that's like it's original um it's i'm not gonna say innovative but like it's it's original it's true to like the south it's true to the culture and i kind of want to showcase that and see how i can integrate it like within you know like the western point of view like okay. i get that I, I will say that um i will disagree with you a little bit i would say that the south is very innovative and as a west coast kid i kind of didn't want to admit this on several occasions like rap music for example but the south as a whole is very influential on a lot of what goes on um you know just once again the way that they just photo they they take photographs of the events that they have because the south is very rich in culture you have things like mardi gras you have i mean florida in itself can be its whole its own photography case study um yeah. but i feel like there are so many different cultures in the south in such a compact area that there are multiple ideas always bouncing off of one another and just to segue to Aswani so you can get some words in the conversation you as a graphic designer I feel like it's not that far off from photography so do you feel like you and your passion and what you do do you feel like you look at competition as a as a means of motivation or you look at competition as a means of, to maybe sometimes you're like damn I didn't think about that what what am I what am I doing wrong if that makes sense yeah no i think that like it's a little bit of both because i always like in terms of graphic design or like advertising or anything like that i always want like my idea or like my design or whatever the fuck to be the one that makes it to print or 
just essentially just like wins out of the other options and stuff yeah um and i think that like it's a lot of fun to see other people's point of view because like the whole west coast versus south thing i feel like on the west coast you could just aim your camera anywhere and it's going to be a beautiful like just shot just because of like the landscape of everything that we have here right whereas like in the south you definitely do have a lot of beautiful places like especially in savannah but you're going to be a lot more focused on like the culture and just like that storytelling there Mm -hmm. so i think i tried to like learn different ways of storytelling by as many people as i can but in terms of like just day-to-day stuff like i'm just trying to beat everybody okay so do you feel as though in your graphic design projects and things that you've worked on in the past do you feel like you've taken the inspirations that have been around you and like molded that into your own or do you feel like you have a you have a completely original style and both can be true i feel yeah i think honestly it's been a lot of my original style that has come from like past experiences and shit mm-hmm. so like working at this advertising agency that i'm at it's partially like doing design work but it's also just like coming up with like ideas and concepts and stuff yeah um so i don't know how much i can say <laughs> but i'm doing this really cool thing right now in like vr um for this uh, client or whatever and literally all the ideas that i had was like based off of like our late night like uh discord chats with like um chris and alex and all them um or like when i used to play like minecraft and everything like that so like all those like past experiences have like led to my style so to speak okay um because i don't think i necessarily have like a visual style so to speak I mean, it's just, like, minimalist, which kind of segues into what we're going to talk about. But, like, I have, like, my computer, and then, you know, I got, like, a couple, like, records and another keyboard, another keyboard, and a whiteboard. That's basically it. I don't need much, and I think we're, you know, like, my work sort of comes from is that of just, like, being able to bounce off of, like, experiences and things that I am a part of in terms of culture mm-hmm. um not really as like visual like you can kind of imagine like a picasso or whatever having that like iconic style that makes sense it does i get it and real quick a uh, question to both of you i feel as though since music plays such an integral part in pretty much all of our lives do you feel like music has impacted how you go about creating or ca- creating your projects or capturing your projects in the case of you guap uh, i'll let you go ahead and piggyback off of that first oh yeah that's that's a definitely um that's a definite yes um i for sure feel and we'll segue back to the south Mm -hmm. um because like so like what i so okay so like real quick just just like a little disclaimer when i said when i kind of when i said that i when i said what i said about the south like not being at least original (laughs) in terms of like 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 photography like i do know that they have a unique viewpoint when it comes to like like i know like the south is very innovative when it comes to like you said culture mute like especially music when it comes to like expression and shit um like i just feel like they do have something very original like in terms of capturing photography fashion all that shit that i'm kind of like into uh-huh. 
but as far as like music like oh yeah like oh, i'm okay. from i'm from the west and like i consider my i personally consider myself like very much more southern um as far as when because i mean growing up like i to put in perspective i was like well five in fucking 2000 2001 so the south was already like an influence like at the time when i was watching like bet like first people you see like oh you know it's it's outcast um you know like on BET, you see all this like it's southern culture like we haven't even you know we're not even talking about like soldier boy yet like not even kanye yet nobody else like 50 like the south and then it was also um juveniles was still hot yeah like all throughout, all throughout the 2000s, I feel. Mid-2000s, yeah. So, like, all my life, I kind of... I was already accustomed to, like, the South. Okay. And and to this day, like, when I do work, when I do, like... When I go out to shoot, for example, tomorrow, like, I got to... You know, I have, like, three shoots, like, stacked tomorrow. So, tomorrow's going to be a busy day. But, like, I'll be playing music, like, before the shoots, or sometimes, like, I'll have my beats playing, like, during the shoot. Mm. Like, a lot of the stuff that I do play is, like, it's Southern. There's a lot of Southern shit that I'd be playing. Obviously, like, you know, not to make it about it, but, like, for example, lately, you know, the Migos, like, you know, that yeah. will take, like, every, everybody's blasting the Migos right now. And, I mean, like I said, I completely understand it. Everyone's just showing, like, their respect, but for sure... I've been segueing myself into a lot of their um, music that kind of like paved the way for what modern rap flows are like. Um, Most definitely. I feel as though um, Migos have definitely, uh, in the past week or two since Takeoff's death, they've definitely come back in a major way, um, obviously for an unfortunate reason. But they were everywhere like 2017 with Culture, the first Culture album. That shit oh, yeah. was banging in everyone's car, everyone's house parties, everything. It was, I mean, I was a Migos aficionado for quite some time. Um, but, you know, not even just relegated strictly to them. You have Young Thug, for example. I'm a Young Thug, I was kind of on the fence about, you know, about 2015, 2016. But I went back and listened to all the slime seasons. I've, of course, listened to his latest works. So I'm like, God damn, I was, I was missing yeah. out. Bang. Yeah, so he, he for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then even like more uh, lyrical spiritual artists like you have Jid, you have Kenny Mason, you know all these. Yeah. Yes, oh, man. You know, don't get me started. Don't get me started on Love for Rent. Shout out Smino. Um, yeah, but Smino. yeah, the South definitely influences and has influenced a lot of stuff in the past. Um, but once again, as a West Coast kid, I I don't like to admit that. I, even though I just admitted it publicly, I won't admit it all the time. Um, because West Coast has some heavy hitters too. But we'll get into that later. Uh, right now, let's yeah. finally jump into the first topic. Fifteen minutes in, dudes, men, the boys, every every dude is a minimalist to a certain degree. To a certain degree, because you have the Instagram, the Instagram people who are like, "Yeah, I just bought this new chain, bought a new car, so on and so forth." But I feel like the average, the average man is a minimalist, and I say that because I have. One expensive thing, barring my car, I have one expensive thing, and it is my whole computer setup. That's probably the number one most expensive item I currently hold in my house, and all of the accessories I come with, it's a green screen, um, obviously monitors, so on and so forth. But everything else, I'm like, eh, I can do without it, or eh, I'll get the knockoff version, or eh, I don't really need it, so I won't, I won't bother doing it or getting it. 
So, you know, how do you guys feel about that? Aswani, go ahead and start us off. Yeah, no, I think, like, it really just comes down to the fact that, like, we're simple creatures. We don't need much. Like, give us, like, a good time, whether it's, like, games or movies or vinyls or whatever, like, that dude's hobby is. Mm -hmm. As long as they have that, like, at least a single pillow, then that's all you really need. For me, like, I'm definitely on the like much more like bougie side so like i like to have like a fuck ton of pillows and like really nice like keyboards and shit but at the end of the day like it's still not a whole lot like i only started to put up like more like fake plants and decorations and shit Mm -hmm. just because like winter here in new york is cold as fuck (laughs) and it looks hella dead so i still wanted it to feel like homey and cozy but yeah dude like I got this chair, got my desk, and I could literally sit here for hours on end. Just yeah, especially when um, what do you call it? My roommate got COVID like a couple months ago. Uh-huh. Like obviously after quarantine, but like I was perfectly fine. I'm good. I got my games. I got my sleep. And over there, you can't really see it, but I got a whole ass snack drawer. Oh, so okay. I think I think it just comes down to the fact that like yeah. We're simple. We're simple creatures. Doesn't take much to please. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Guab, what about you? Are you are you a minimalist? Let's start with that. I mean, as far as like what he says, as far as what Oswain says about like being pleased, like he's right. Um, it doesn't really take much. Men, like even myself too, because I can't from like I don't. I'm pretty sure to y'all like I don't come off as minimalist at all just because of the shit that i kind of like integrated myself to like what i made my hobby what i've made like you know all that shit but i mean when it comes down to like like just being entertained like i just got my bed this shit is cozy i turn on my i turn on i turn on my hulu i start watching Yu-Gi-Oh, and i'm fucking i'm chilling i got my hydro flask i got my water with me like that's that's a good ass night after like a long day of hard work yeah like those like uh pictures on twitter whatever were just like a single tv and like one of those fold-out chairs in an empty apartment like game console on the floor just that's it that is that's pretty like crap yeah i i feel i feel like it's i don't know something about being able to have one good thing is just so pleasing yeah. like the the one thing and then that's it i don't need anything else i can cut corners and all these other in all these other places but this one aspect of my life i feel like i can just be okay with and it's something beautiful about that it's like eh, you know i have i have the means to purchase these things or i may have um the wherewithal to be able to do it but uh, i'd rather not you know i don't what do i need all that for it's not really it's not really something I look forward to having, you know, it's like, I'm not, I've never been a shoe person. Is my shoe game nice? Yes. But I don't go out and buy expensive shoes. I think the most expensive, uh, most expensive pairs of shoe or a pair of shoes that I've ever bought was probably like 80 bucks. And I think it was a pair of uh, red Nike Air Maxes. Yeah. Oh, you can't go wrong with yeah. Air Maxes. I love Air Maxes. I fucking love Air Maxes too. I'm, I, man, if you want, I can't really wear them out here because, you know, LA is kind of... <laughs> kind of sucks. Yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I mean if you want them yeah, we can work out a deal who knows i'm a size 11 i don't know if you're well that's not too bad i'm actually a size 10 and a half oh but... okay shit we'll see but, what t- t- 
but for some, but for some side for certain shoes, I mm. will jump up to an eleven depending. It's either a ten and a half or an eleven. If it's a ten, my fucking that shit's coming up a little short. Yeah, that's me and Converse. Converse, I'm like a size. I think ten and a half. Ten, ten I can wear Converse. I love Converse. Don't get me wrong. I love Converse. Like I like the look. Uh-huh. It's just like it's just because it's all can. It's all a fucking canvas upper, and it's like at this point. I'm already like I wear Jordans, I wear like SBs, I wear Air Maxes too. I'm used to like that cushioning, that padding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially and if like you that. have like a wide foot like me, it just makes yeah. your like your foot look stupid. It's just like yeah, you're it's like, like I have a pair of just like just some basic, some all black Converse. I think there's they're still a size ten and a half, but like they're just like. The box is just chilling there, collecting up dust because I don't really, I don't even wear them. Yeah, and the support uh, on the Converse is not the best, but they are a very stylish shoe, especially when you match them. I guess gym, they're gym shoes. I think personally, like yes, they're skate shoes, but I feel like gym wearing Converse in the gym really just brings the whole outfit together. And it's like call me basic, but I think the white high top Converse completes any gym outfit. No, yeah, for sure. It's, Those, the white, the white pair for sure gives off like the full gym vibe. Yeah, I definitely say that. All black Converse. Yeah, those. I, I, you know, me personally, we're gonna hop into fashion just really quick. I don't, I can't do all black shoes. I feel like it doesn't go with the outfits that I wear since I traditionally wear like dark clothes anyway. I don't, yeah. I don't know how to pull it off. So, do you have any tips on that that I can maybe take? I think, or just jump in real quick. I think it's all about the specific like silhouette that you're kind of going after mm-hmm. um because i definitely wear like all black most of the time too and i usually just wear white shoes but in terms of like the fit and everything like a lot of things there's a lot of things to consider whether it's like how like the pant leg sort of sits on the shoe or if you like want to cover it exactly yeah okay. so i think it's kind of just like looking at things holistically and also like how you want that specific like sort of look to feel because like i bought a uh, a cropped hoodie kind of like the um i can't think of the name but like it's it's a little bit more cropped so whenever i wear that then i'll have like a longer t-shirt to sort of fit that and then like i'll cuff my pants a little bit more so everything is sort of proportional like sort of fits that i think it's just a matter of like the actual garments themselves, not necessarily the color. I feel like I look goofy with cuffed pants. I can't. I can't do it. It it looks fair enough. Like I'm wearing sweats right now, but imagine if I'm just. I hold on. Just I, I don't. Unless I'm about to hop in the water or something, I feel like I just look goofy. It could just sure, be me. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe my fashion sense isn't as good as I think it is. I'm lying. It's very good. It's all down to preference at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose, I suppose. Um, but yeah, uh, going back into the minimalist subject, I feel like it's pretty cut and dry. It's just, I don't, I don't need much to make me happy. It, that's it. When it comes to uh, material things, let me be specific. Yes. Um, and this isn't to say because I know Twitter will eat this alive if I put a clip on it. Women can be minimalistic as well. We know this. I know plenty of women who are. They're like, yeah, just give me my phone, some chips. I'm good. So on and so forth. So let me just put that preference out there. But let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. So what is something that you guys have heard, whether it was in school or somewhere of that same sort of caliber that just sounded illegal, but it wasn't? Oh, 
okay, there's one right off the nog. So this definitely isn't illegal, but it's like, nigga, what the fuck? So Fair. I, was in adver- <laughs> I was in an advertising class and I uh, had this one professor um, and I won't name them, but they pulled me aside because like we were going over like, you know, how I did with the project and giving me feedback, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but this one professor was like, oh, you know, like, are you a copywriter? And for, I guess, for backgrounds in advertising, you have like a copywriter and an art director. Copywriter is like, they handle all the words, like they're basically a wordsmith. Mm-hmm. And then an art director is the one who like basically makes all the pretty pictures. So I do all the pretty pictures and this was like a copywriting class. So they're like, oh, like, are you, are you a copywriter? Like your voice should be heard. And I was like, oh did i do you like what i wrote and they're like yeah like you know i've only had i think maybe like two or three like black kids in my like tenure like teaching so i you know i really think you should you should get out there and because your voice and i'll just like thanks professor huh. but if that ain't some of the most like underlying racism type shit what is it called um microaggressions racial microaggressions yeah that that is uh huh i got microaggressed <laughs> yeah i'm so sorry uh that that's there's services out there for you there's yeah. So... Yeah, yeah yeah and i don't know i think it's uh it's like shitty but at the end of the day i'm not surprised because i feel like all of us have had experiences where like professors will say something and it's just like well, are you that didn't come off the way you, you meant it or the way you intended it for it to come out but i'm gonna let you just slide because it's not worth it yeah 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 guap what about you what sounds illegal or what sounded illegal but it's really not okay so it didn't happen to me but i witnessed this happen to my dad like way back so we were coming back from from the motherland from mexico like shout out mexico this this was like years back um, I'm trying to piece it piece by piece. I'm trying to like recollect the entire memory because it's already it's already in my head. Mm-hmm. But I do remember because we drove, so like we drove to Mexico and we drove back. Fucking shit, drive couple days. Um, but I remember it was on the last day. It was like on the third day. We we were crossing to get back into America, and so like we you know like we had like we were crossing the border you know we we had to declare like whether we had like you know shit like whether we had like any explosives like all that bullshit just to like so they could search and they could just get the fuck on so we could fucking cross the border i remember the i remember the immigration officer asked i forgot what exactly what he had asked my dad but my dad kind of looked at me and my older sister like in the back to like translate and i remember he turned the i remember the cop turned around to the other guy and and like my dad also kind of knew like we both we both kind of like we could tell he was saying some dumb shit but i remember he was kind of like telling the other guy that oh like he because he saw my dad's like migration card and like oh like he's been here like this this and like he still doesn't fucking know english uh-huh and we and i was just kind of like we were kind of like we we already knew but it was still kind of like a shocker because because like he tried to kind of play it off as he was like trying to tell the other guy but at the same time he was being loud and he gave that shit away Uh. and he kind of turned and he kind of turned back and he was like 
he started looking at us and so we started like translating so like i said like it didn't happen to me necessarily but it happened to my dad because i remember we we crossed and we were talking shit the whole fucking time because like because <laughs> like like don't get me wrong yeah like my dad's english wasn't the best at the time but we knew what the fuck he was saying because he was rambling for like about it was like a cool five minutes because it was it was like cool we waited a minute but at the same time he was kind of like rambling about it and but yeah like i said like it didn't happen to me but it happened to my dad and it was just kind of like that like if that ain't illegal i don't know what the fuck is yeah it definitely (laughs) seems like some get out type shit at the very beginning of the movie and the police is just like you know get out of the car let me see your like driver's license i wasn't even driving shout out microaggressions yeah (laughs) Me and my homies hate microaggressions. Yeah, that shit. I'm sorry that happened, uh, you know, to Pops. That's definitely uh, not... That shit was... It's not the nicest feeling, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. It's like, yeah, like, it wasn't. Because it it was just... It happened so fast, too. Because we were, like, we were were tired. It was, like, fucking five in the afternoon. It was summer, so obviously it was Uh, hottest. Yeah. It was just one of those days where we were just trying to fucking cross so we can fucking go home, bro. Yeah, that's... And, cops, we can get into a whole conversation about that. It's just gonna make us heated, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah. Um, so, let me go ahead and chip in here. So, this one is... Uh, this story... It's a short story, but it's a, a story, alright? So, I was playing... I uh, know a video game with my homie, Briss. Um, we're cool. You know, we're cool. We're just chilling. And it gets to the point where we're just, you know, talking to their, talking to our teammates about just bullshit, you know, hey, how are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? So on and so forth. And so I think I can't forget who uh, I forget who it was, but someone had to say, oh, what kind of women do you guys like? And we're like, oh, you know, blah, 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 like this type of woman, nice hair, nice lips, so on and so forth. And so we returned the question uh, to one of our teammates who hadn't answered yet. He's like, yeah, I like small women. Let that marinate for a second. I like small women, not petite, small. So hear me out, right? Yes, small is technically the same as petite, but I feel like, actually, no, did he? No, he, okay, yeah, he didn't say girls. He said women, just making sure. But I feel like when you think of a small woman, you either, A, think of someone who, and correct me, you know, if I'm incorrect, please let me know. But you think of someone who is, uh, what is it? Not logistically. Uh, who was categorized as a small person or a midget, as the term is known, um, or yeah, yeah, or as the you know the, me and the rest of my teammates thought he just likes very very uh, young women, and he like mine. Yeah, and he said he was nineteen, and we're like, hey, bro, what? What, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Yeah, and he kept trying to justify <laughs> like Lajuski on his ass. What do you mean by that? what do you mean by that um and so when i say because it's a max of five people allowed you gotta go to you gotta go to could have been with that shit hey hey man hey so all four of us were like hey bro what huh but he he would not move his stance on small women he would not use petite for the life of him he's like yeah man i just like small women what's wrong with saying small women 
I like small women with uh with big titties. And it's like, bro, why no, what the why are you saying this? One, we didn't ask for all this. Two, yeah, you're a fucking weirdo. Why not just say petite or why not say you like women who have a smaller frame or a smaller body most, type? Most importantly, do you remember his username? I do not, because it was a weird ass situation and we wanted to get the fuck out of there. So it was it it's like me saying I like what no, there's there's no actually there's no comparison for that. Uh, like because I asked for his yeah. username because like I could definitely assume that like he'd be interested in like lollies and shit like that. Mm. You know? Ew. So yeah. <laughs> like for anyone that doesn't know, Lolly is short for Lolita and it basically means either A, a woman who looks like a child, or B, it looks it's a it's a small like a a girl, a minor. Yeah. So typically portrayed in anime. Yeah. Uh but like I don't know, like just having that like conversation with that dude, I'd really love to be like a fly on the wall too. Because like sure, everyone has their preferences and I'm not gonna knock that. But I don't know. There's there's Small? always a specific way you could yeah. say something, though. Like yeah, like quickly. How you tell me? Tell me what woman you guys know that would want to be who is you know shorter would be want to refer to as small. Please tell me. I ain't got like, maybe yeah, shorter. Like, like who? What? What like, short woman? Yeah. I'll go ahead. Go ahead. Not continue. I was gonna say what short woman wants you to walk and be like, hey, you're small. I like that. That. that I mean, even saying, hey, you're short, I like that. That's still fucking weird. But it's like, yeah, I'm dating a small woman. Huh? <laughs> once again, bro. So, and once again, this dude this dude is like 19, and he's he's just spouting on. And it, hmm. That is, that's some devious behavior. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So that very that sounded very much so illegal, and throughout the entire forty five minutes that we were in that session of gaming, bro, bro, would, bro was stonewalling us. He he just small women, small women, small women, small women. And when we asked the enemy team, like we typed it in chat, we we're like, so would y'all got, would you guys refer to a short woman or a woman who has a smaller frame as petite or small? And two niggas on the enemy team said, yeah, small. I like small women too. Is I really want to run a poll to see like is this just a a, a a small sample size of men that refer to women as this or is it like a larger epidemic that's going on? I feel like uh, it's unfortunate because I mean because like because yeah when you think about it like no one no one in the fuck is gonna say small small is like. Cause like if you say small, I'm instantly gonna think you're talking about minors. A child, yes, a literal child. Like you're 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 talking about children. You're not talking about women of age. You're talking about fucking children. Yes. Like to me, like, children are small. Adults are short. Yes. That's yeah. The differentiation it, that happens in my mind. Like my mom is fucking five, like five two, right? Foot and a half. Oh, oh, oh no, she's literally like she's just above five feet. <laughs> Shout out moms. Never... Shout out mom. I don't think I've ever referred to her, like I can't remember. I was like, hey, you're really small. Like, no, you short as fuck. Yeah, that I, I don't <laughs> that's, that's fuck. It makes me feel a little like a little icky. Um, but that's besides the point. I, I hope he knows that hell has a has a very special place for him. Um but let's let's he, he, he needs a cameo from Chris Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 
let's let's talk about something a little bit more lighthearted. I know Guap, you said you yes. wanted to do a little roast session, so I, I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring here. And speaking of hats, beanies. How do y'all feel about them? Before I proceed any any further, how do you feel about beanies? Huh? Uzi? What does Uzi have to do with this? Cozy. I said cozy. Oh, I, okay, cozy. No, no, no. You good? Just because I just because I spoke over him. That's why. <laughs> no, I'm sure they're great, but they don't really fit for obvious reasons. So it makes sense. Don't look them where can you know? Don't hate them. Let's talk about it. I feel like dudes who wear beanies. How do I? Let me take off my headset for this. But beanies where you have it over your head, right? And then you have like that big ass flap still on the top. You look goofy as fuck. <laughs> To me, I'm, I'm I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up. I'm gonna pull up. Please, yeah, please do. Like, are can be super fucking cool, but I don't know. Like, the like the the traditional hipster beanie where it's sat like a third way, like on the back of your head, and mm. it's hanging off like a little like nugget. Yeah, I hate that shit. Like it's a little dolphin or, or whale fin or something like that. Yeah, or when it's um. I mean, I've seen a lot of like really beautiful like black guys have small like beanies sort of at the top. Yeah. But when it looks goofy, I I can't ever take someone seriously. Let me try to find a small beanie. It's just that little flap that hangs over or when they're and when it's like you said three fourths off their fucking head. I feel like what's the point? It's not keeping you warm. What's the point of wearing this beanie? And yeah. I just got into beanie like beanies like last year and I have to make sure like it's fitted to my head. To, like proportions. Yeah, purport like I, I feel as though one, your head looks bigger than it actually is. Two, once again, if it's not fitted, it's not keeping anything warm. Man, maybe like the fucking crown of your head. If that I don't know if that's a crown. That's besides the point. Yeah. It's just fashion at that point. Like I could only assume it's like they want to introduce a pop of color or maybe just like match textures or whatever because i can't imagine it keeps let's ask the fashion king is that fashion do you think it's fashion i mean like it's a, it could be subjective because like everything at the end of the day when it comes to fashion uh, a lot of things are ba like if you're really like like if you're really into it and if you want really want to get like more like into like the at least like i said like the fashion like styling of like beanage or whatever mm -hmm. at the end of the day and i'll probably keep bringing on bringing this up just because like it kind of entails it's about proportions at the end of the day like the way you want everything to like come together like proportionately how like for example like we were talking about earlier like how you know like how you want like the pants like stacking on top of like your shoes like whether you want that flare Okay. same thing could apply to to like a beanie like you know you're getting the whole proportion from head to toe to something presentable like depending on how you know whether it's a street something casual simple um i feel like like fashion just in general comes down to proportions and like i said you don't like it doesn't have to be like you don't have to be like you know a fashion aficionado or someone like very into the art form but even then, like, if something if something doesn't look right, more so than, you know, you're, you're like you're gonna snatch the fucking beanie off her head. Like, if you see <laughs> that it's not proportionate, like to how you feel it fit. But yeah, I mean, all I can say is like, you know, proportions. Get you know, get it. You know, something that you want presentable, nice. You know, straight to the point. Nice and even all around. Okay, I re I respect yeah. it. 
I respect it. Did you find the picture you were looking for? I couldn't yeah. find a picture, but I've, I I found a picture. I'm gonna drop it in, in the general. Okay. Alright, hold up. For me, it's like, if I can't see a dude's ears, the beanie should not be happening. Hold, hold on, I'm curious. What do you mean by like if his ears are covered by the beanie or they're? You like I have a picture in the chat. I, if I go to um, it, it's gonna mess up the whole the whole thing. Oh, word. Yeah. Basically, it's like when it covers like their entire it's kind of like a baklava or like <laughs> you know how like it just covers all of the forehead like maybe the eyebrows are out so it's like a shy like yeah like ski mask when it, goes, when it goes like down below the earlobes and covers the forehead and it's just a beanie uh okay yeah no at least half the ears have to be out in my opinion yeah. Let me see a lobe. Let me know you have like the anim- anatomical, anatomical like your lobe yeah. or some shit. Okay. That should look goofy. All right. What about y'all? Any fashion? To- uh, it doesn't have to be relegated to fashion. Any music takes or music genres that you just don't understand or life things that you just don't like? What the? Bro. What is this? Oh no. Country gets too much hate. That shit slaps. Hey. Mm-hmm. Some of it. There's some good country. There's, and I say that just because, like, going back to our previous conversation about music and shit, I listen to almost everything. Uh-huh. So, like, if I'm, I don't know, if I just don't want to listen to words, I have, like, a whole, like, orchestral and just, like, all that sort of stuff. And then I have, like, uh, like hyper pop if I'm feeling it. But I have a couple just, like, like songs that are country slash folk. Okay. And they really, they really make me feel something, you know, like. Not necessarily the I love my wife and I got a beer in a truck type shit. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like if you do a little bit more digging, there's some good country shit out there. That's all I'm saying. I like Casey Musgraves. She's country. Mm-hmm. I like her. She has a nice voice. Very angelic voice. But okay, I aside from her, I don't I don't really I don't really mess with country all that often. If I hear it and I like it, yeah, cool, cool, cool. But mm-hmm. I don't know about all country. All country is not good country. Just like all rap is not good rap, or all pop is not good pop. That's yeah. True. Yeah, I feel. How you feel about country music, Guap? You listen to it, don't listen to it? Like, I don't listen to it, I won't lie to you, but at the same time, like, I'm not... Because, like, I don't indulge in it, so I'm not really in a place to, like, sit down and judge or whatever. Okay. Um, Respectable. At the end of the day, at the end of the day you know it comes down to you know music is subjective and it gets more subjective than objective every time like every single day that goes by music is just has become it's become more subjective more catered to the fans um and since we're doing like a quick little music take thing right now i do want to take this time to so me and roman were on the phone the other day and we were discussing how how TikTok has completely fucking 180 the entire industry yeah. and kind of and definitely influenced the way that songs are being composed and are barely even hitting like the three minute mark. Barely. Keyword is barely. You got like 150, two minutes. Yeah. Like two minutes, 230 max. And this is hella random because, like I said, this popped up this. It was sometime this week, so I was at work, and I I cut out my AirPods or whatever when I'm at work, like whenever I'm doing shit. So I was actually listening to 
I don't know if y'all listen to OGZ um, from Shoreline. Sometimes. Yeah. So, so he had. Excuse me. So, bless you. So he has a song, Secret Service. And I listened to the song. Obviously, you know, I was I was on my ignorant shit. I was on my, you know, L.A. ratchet yeah. shit, which I fucking love. I, I. West Coast music, shout you. out. 1,000%. So I was listening to the song and it hit me. He spit three verses in, instead of two, which is nowadays rare. Like rappers don't be spitting three verses on a song. Rare. Like it, it's become like a lost art and it caught me off guard like for some reason even though i've heard the song like a bunch of fucking times and turned up to it already uh-huh. he starts off he's like verse three i usually i i don't usually do this he's like i got a question can i get can i get the crew hit or whatever and i was like oh shit I was like it's a third verse and it's all like oh shit he really he, he on point it's a christmas surprise and, and, and like i was surprised I was like wait i was like did, did i just hear three verses in a fucking song and because, yeah. like I said, I was on my, I was on the LA play, like on my little LA playlist that I had uh-huh. on my fucking phone. And after that, for some reason, I was going through the playlist, and the majority of the songs were short as fuck. Like they were barely hitting that three minute. You know, you only had two verses. I'm like, oh shit! Like, oh geez, you were right for a second. <laughs> I definitely yeah. feel and, that. Like, right. I got. I was just and, gonna say that, like, oh, you gonna. Yeah, I'm, I'm my bad. I'm, I'm, I'm all but yeah, like it, it brought me back to the conversation I had with Roman on how short songs have become and how, like, how cookie cutter the music has been, like, as of lately when it comes to, like, not like major artists. Like, I know there's been a lot of, like, good major releases this year, yeah. surprisingly, but... Like, I'm not talking about artists like them. I'm talking about, like, just like, you know, regular, like, little B-listers, like, B-lists, even C-list artists. Like, songs have became short. And a lot of albums, too, they've become filler. When And when I say filler, I mean, it's like, it'll be, like, 18 or 19 songs. And, like I said, like, when I say filler, like, the songs are, like, kind of, like, short. They're cookie-cutter. There's, like... Sometimes there'll be a lack of substance. I can't lie. As a music aficionado, it's been some time, probably since Kendrick dropped Morale and Big Steppers, that I've actually took my time to listen and and digest a full-length album and actually enjoy the experience of listening to an album. I can't lie. Probably the one time I actually enjoyed listening to an album besides Kendrick, believe it or not, Jiggy probably won't be surprised by this, but Clanway Three by the Blue Bucks Clan. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I'll give you that. It's Blue Bucks Clan. Yeah. Blue Bucks Clan. We're, we're we're representing out here. Shout out Blue Bucks Clan. Nah, it's. Sir. I feel to piggyback off of that real quick. Um, <clears throat> it's something that I've noticed ever since uh, 2019, actually, because Schoolboy Q actually mentioned it. Um, when people were complaining that uh. Crash, I mean, hey, shout out Crash Talk. Um, that Crash Talk was like super short, and all the songs were, at least most of the songs were under the three minute mark, maybe under three thirty. Um, yeah. And people were on him. He was like, "Hey, man, it's just it's the wave right now. A lot of songs are about to start becoming shorter, and you guys got to get ready for it." And I'm like, "Oh, you know, I took he it was with, right. Yeah, I took it with a grain of salt at the time, but I'm looking at it now. I'm like, a lot of songs really are that short, and it's definitely impacted the way I've listened to albums." 
um, like you said, Kendrick, uh, I definitely listened to Morale and Big Steppers like all the way through a couple of times just to get that substance and that message and whatnot. And I still think it's, you know, top three Kendrick albums, number one being To Pimp a Butterfly, but that's just me. Um, and not even just music is affected by the shortened, I don't want to say not timestamps, but the shortened, the short form of media that we have now, like everywhere, almost every social media platform has a form of a uh, of utah of uh, utah of tiktok video so youtube has shorts instagram has reels obviously tiktok all these are you know three minutes or less yeah they started to extend the amount of time you can actually um pull or the ex extend the amount of time the videos can run for but most of those are still falling beneath the three minute mark so it's not just music it's videos um even, well, no, movies are, have kept up their long run times. Um, but I would definitely say in terms of uh, videos and music, those are definitely a lot shorter now. And it's really messed with my capacity to sit and watch something that may be longer than 20 minutes unless I'm super interested in the subject, whether it's a piece of music or an album or, or a video on YouTube, for example. So Yeah, I think like everything else in this fucking world, it all comes down to money. And I feel like as TikTok and shit has gotten really, really popular, like that's where a lot of people are like making their big breaks or whatever. But since it's such a short and rapid, um, like, I guess just media or like platform, mm -hmm. you have like, for example, Steve Lacey, he like kind of got some shit because he was having a really like he's had kind of bad concerts, but it's because like the people that go there know him for like 15 seconds of one of his songs i wish i knew don't copyright me you wanna be. <laughs> um so like i could definitely see the artists just like being really annoyed because like they put in their blood sweat and tears to make this whole like you know 12 to like 30 out al like song album mm -hmm. but people only know that one thing and i feel like we've gotten to a weird point where like instead of having one hit wonders now we have like one hit like segments you know what i mean like i, I spice yeah i spice hey. and then you munch hey or i am a certified munch certified munch yeah like that shit fucking uh glock tuck big t-shirt billy eilish i'll give you a hundred bucks if you know there any words to the song you know what i mean so i, I, I don't I, I can't name it <laughs> I, I can't mm -mm. like it's really just come down to like what's profitable and what will get you like what will get you eyes on whatever you're doing yeah um so like i haven't really been listening to a lot of like hip-hop recently but the last thing that like i listened to was uh the fucking the forever story because that shit's a banger guap i definitely recommend you give that i, 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 I do i listen to it oh yeah. my god wayne went crazy i i fucking click oh. and listen to it without looking at any of the, the features or whatever so oh. when he came i was like dog wayne went crazy yasin bay went crazy obviously Jaden went crazy but yasin yeah. bay went crazy kenny everybody on the album did their shit yeah like i think there's a couple artists out yeah like a handful of artists that like truly love what they do and they're so expressive and creative with it mm -hmm. and that is sort of what I guess like we've come to expect from like a Kendrick Jid, um, I don't know, fucking anybody that you really want to. But in terms of people in that like B list sort of like tier, 
trying to get like established and qualified and stuff like they just have to have shorter like stuff and it kind of sucks yeah and like and just to like to add on to that um to like i said like to segue and piggyback more into that topic um it's like i mean it's true like it's the sad truth but it's at the end of the day like it's the fucking truth no matter what language you put it because um yeah like music is getting yeah like you know bringing back to the point you know content we'll call it content okay because i mean we're in a con we're in a content age um like me not necessarily like when i like when i do my shit i don't like to you know talk about it as content i feel like content is more like like i said bringing me back to like cookie cutter to like short to you know things to just kind of get you hooked on and move on to the next shit yeah like like i don't me personally like i don't really indulge like i don't really indulge in content i'm i guess i could you could say i consider myself someone like a jid or like a smino someone who makes some you know someone who puts a work out there to for people to actually see you're an artist take it yeah you're an artist and look and look at you know like if anything the closest i'll come to content is you know simply just going on fucking tiktok and making like clothing hauls and styling like a couple of fucking things that i pick up every now and then but even then like i i don't up, i don't upload on tiktok believe it or not i don't even be on tiktok like that mm-hmm. i tip like it's weird so when it comes to tiktok i have like i have a little streak where i'll upload like maybe one or two three videos and then i'll vanish completely and then from there like i haven't even like i haven't even integrated like my photography in a tiktok yet i haven't integrated like a lot of other things too that i could typically do i just don't really put too much thought into like thinking oh like you know let me fucking let me make some content or whatever just because like like all my life i guess i just because i've been inclined to arts like i grew up around colors i grew up around like mexican culture and like art is like one of those big things i grew up knowing how to sculpt like learning how to sculpt learning how to paint like i've transitioned through so many like art phases and fucking like art mediums in general Mm -hmm. to the point where like at i'm at a point where like i guess you could say like no matter how times do change like at least me i'll always appreciate like an art form for what it is so like you know when i heard mr morale and the big steppers i stuck with that album for like for the rest of the month of may yeah same same and i stuck, you know and i stuck with it for the rest of the month of may and i took it in i was like if you know you know like, I, there's a lot of things that hit home on that album and yeah like i I mean yeah i just kind of wanted to get that across like you know i'll still like i'll appreciate art for what it is and you know just respect the craft just because like it's something that's not really taken into consideration nowadays when people put things out there for for their monetary gain yeah i feel like i'm definitely oh sweet go ahead let me interrupt you I, i was gonna say um i definitely have never i didn't understand the term because a couple of rappers i listen to have said it um have i've never understood the term 
I'm not a rapper, I'm an artist until I started making art of my own, which in this case is like YouTube videos because I put countless hours, I put late nights, you know, into what I do. And the final product is definitely something that I can be proud of. And this isn't to belittle people who are content creators like on um, on TikTok or wherever they may be. Uh, but a lot of it, like you said, Guap, it really is just like, there's a formula to it. And granted, there's a formula to everything. That's how we get products to be um, to be put out into the world. But I feel like on TikTok, it is so easy to one, utilize pretty, uh, pretty privilege, and two, to utilize what everyone else is doing for your own benefit. Those two go hand in hand to such a scary degree. It's like anyone can be can become famous, which, you know, more power to them. But it's like at a certain point, everyone who followed you for one or two of those reasons or both of those reasons combined, they're heading out the door as soon as you find you try to do something different. You'll get some to stay, but a large yeah. portion of your audience is going out the door. No, like 100%. And I have to um hop soon but i definitely wanted to say that like there's a very like strong difference between like a creator and an artist in my point of view mm -hmm. because like we're in a very like creator economy type thing where like you have people that like you know they stream they have their own products they like blah 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 and like that is what i consume or consider a creator or sorry uh yeah like a creator Whereas, like, an artist, kind of like what you're mentioning, Guap, like, you appreciate the things that you sort of, like, you know, watch or listen to as, like, a form of art, because that's what it is. Cheers. And when we go to or start talking about fucking TikToks and shit, there's so many, like, artists on there that, like, feel that they're forced to use TikTok just because that's how they can get, you know, uh, they can get sales or just, like, eyes on their, like, actual work to, like, make a living and shit like that uh -huh. and i feel like it just it really devalues the actual time and effort that goes into things the artistry, especially since yeah. yeah especially since it's so fast and shit like you someone could spend like fucking like 75 hours on this really cool like 3d like render or whatever the fuck <laughs> and then if like a person doesn't like the color it's just like whoop, you swipe and move to the next thing you know what i mean mm -hmm. i feel like yeah. Like it disregards your your work. Yeah, like because everyone's attention spans have gotten basically non-existent, the actual long ass hours people put in just get completely disregarded. All right, so jumping around for this topic, let's talk about let's talk about men. Let's talk about men some more that we've talked about like before. Let's, so let's talk about let's talk about some man named Bars. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's laundry getting aired out, um, and I'll, I'll do some anecdotal evidence. But a while ago, um, in a group chat that Guap and I are in, there was an incident where this individual who was uh, he wasn't he was an artist, he was a rapper, he was doing his thing, um, and he was he was you know admittedly good at what he did. But it got to a point where he abused his power to. Uh, I'm not even going for it. I'm. Just Oh. Just, just a disclaimer. I came from his shit was mid. I didn't like. I'm so sorry. Hey, hey you don't. I don't. It's up to you. I'm not even opposed to it. It was okay. It was. It was good to me. But after him, after knowing what he did, oh. Uh, no, it's like it's one of those situations where you can say like, yeah, it's it's uh, it, you know, one of the songs ever made. It's it, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. I guess. Bad. 
Yeah. Um, but he abused his power to uh, get himself entangled in some situations with minors. Uh, so we're going to hop into that. If this topic upsets you, please feel free to skip to the end of the video or do whatever you need. You feel like you need to do. But that's what we're going to be talking about for the next few minutes. So, Guap, I'll actually let you lead the conversation since this was uh, your topic. And then I'll hop in. Nah, man. Like, because I remember that day, like, it was so random. I was actually, I was actually helping a friend move her stuff. This was, I remember this day so vividly, bro. Like, I'm literally, I'm about to fucking be Vince Staples right now and paint a vivid ass picture <laughs> right now. It was like, it was three or four in the afternoon, probably around January, February of last year. And I remember I was, I was outside in and out, you know, like helping a friend move things into like a U-Haul. Right. So, you know, helping someone out move, like that was the goal for the day. I was just helping in and out, moving boxes. I felt my phone vibrate. My phone kept on vibrating and I knew it was the group chat. But I was so focused on to what I was doing. And then I remember, like I said, it was like four when I finally said, you know what? Fuck it. Because my phone was going off for like almost an hour and I wasn't really paying any mind. And I obviously I opened the I opened the fucking phone and I opened the Twitter chat and like I it was already like over 200 messages of just fucking just bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I immediately stopped what I was doing, like, and, like, I sat, you know, like, on the little ledge of, like, the U-Haul, like, I was just sitting, like, looking at all this stuff that was being said, and while I was looking at it, not even five minutes later, after I opened up the chat, okay, obviously, we all had, all we all had Bars' fucking number saved, and Bars was calling, he called me, like, three times, and I didn't pick up. Oh, wow. I didn't I didn't pick up because I couldn't believe what was going on. Like he didn't text me or nothing, like he just kept calling. He called me like I said, he called me three times, but I was in disbelief after you know all the shit that we had that we were discussing, you know, to get whatever, you know, aberration alley what you know the things that he had planned and the things that we were all going to invest into for that coming year uh-huh. and i was in, i was just in a state of shock just like everybody else my first thought was immediately to hit up roman i didn't respond to anybody in the fucking chat i responded to like i tried calling roman nobody could get a hold of roman not even zay oh, wow. no one no like it was like it was one of those like it was so hard to get a hold of roman because i know he was like also very heavily involved with working with bars and it was just like it was surreal it was literally i felt like i was in a fucking like in a salvador dali surrealist ass painting i didn't know what the fuck was going on i didn't i didn't want to process what was going on I didn't want to believe what was in front of my eyes at that moment. Mm -hmm. And it was just weird. And it was so bizarre to see how quickly that shit just came apart. 
And not even to mention, like, obviously, he... Because Bars was like... Okay, so Bars was like a beehive... He was a beehive stan. He was 1,000% like... Beyonce he, he this, was, Beyonce that, Beyonce me, Beyonce, yeah. And he was 1,000%... He, like, he had his tongue in her butt, like... <laughs> metaphorically. He, yeah, <laughs> metaphorically. The only man who has his tongue up that ass is Jay-Z, and that's it. Yeah, we but, know. Uh-huh. But yeah, that like that shit was insane because like it all this information came from Beehive. It came from Beyonce Twitter. No one else but Beyonce Twitter came to out this man. And as I kept scrolling back up the fucking text messages, it was like I was like, damn, bro, you got outed by the same weapon you were trying to fucking you know, you're trying to fuck with you're trying to you trying to weaponize the beehive and they weaponized your ass. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that, to hop in right there, um, I feel like there's a certain there's a certain way that men who, for lack of a better phrase, excuse me, can't get any play. There's a certain way that they move to get what they want. They manipulate their personalities in a way to make them to make themselves seem more in line with what they think women want. So in this case, bars, for example, as one, I know you're kind of like lost in the loop here but as guap said he was like a beyonce stan quote unquote and maybe he really did like beyonce as an artist and whatnot but he would use that to be the equivalent of like a a, a pick me essentially like oh yeah sis this sis that kind of thing mm-hmm. and yes there are men who who use terminology in that way and in that manner and there's nothing wrong with that but there was there were inklings all throughout the time that he was actually within the group chat that people were like is he actually like this? Is he is he really this type of individual to like be so engulfed in sorry, there's a car outside. Uh to be so engulfed in like Beyonce as an artist? Is there is, is he genuinely this way? And ultimately it turns out that he was using that as a means to um once again abuse his power, message underage women, message multiple women, um, trying to get them to do or send things, as I'm sure you can imagine. So I'm I'm curious when it comes to you know men who will put on a facade to to essentially manipulate women. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think is the is the main idea there? Like what? Why do you think they do that? If you can come up with if it's the same answer, then by all means. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's fucked up regardless. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because like I've definitely heard and seen a lot of different scenarios with sort of the same roadmap for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. and it always sucks because like it's either them sort of utilizing a specific like vernacular just like a facade of like oh i'm part of it like i'm a I'm part of the bts army or like you know i'm a like part of the beehive or whatever the fuck Uh Um, or they'll, like, take advantage of people who are just down on their luck. Like, they're mentally not there or whatever. But both sort of situations, I think that, like, there has to be some deep-rooted trauma that they had never dealt with from the childhood or just maybe it was even more recent. Because I couldn't imagine any good-hearted, like, kind-willed person 
waking up and like, you know what? I'm going to be a part of this group because I want to do this specific thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say it'd be like trauma or just something that they never were properly like taught. Yeah, I get that. I definitely feel like stands as a whole. I have my own like thoughts and opinions on them. But being a stand of any artist or any form of media is definitely a dangerous, um, dangerous area to operate in because you get scenarios like this. And not how do I explain? This isn't to say like you shouldn't enjoy things and you shouldn't be passionate or um, anything like that about stuff that you like. But you have to be you have to be careful and know that not everyone within that circle is your friend or is going to be a nice person. So. Russ is definitely. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. And also to like to kind of like to piggyback on that topic. Um, this is also like, you know, referring back to, you know, like getting you know how men kind of get themselves involved into like that certain culture that certain way of ideology this happens a lot too like even like even in photography like i like not to name any names obviously but like i could like i i could name a handful literally like i could name a whole ass handful like of photographers like or like not even photographers but like creatives or people who claim to be creatives in general like you know using that and weaponizing what they do as a means to pursue women like in the most negative aspects and like yeah like you know it's it's not just on twitter it's not just communicating what's like you know the beehive or you know nikki stands or whatever like this this yeah don't get me sorry about nikki stands please (laughs) yeah sorry sorry that's that's a whole another weapon that we we gotta discuss <laughs> the day but no yeah like this this happens like this happens in every field um you know whether you know like i said whether you pose to be a, a creator or an artist or whatever um like in real life like there's a lot of like there's stories you know like there's a lot of um Actually, this is unreli- this is like somewhat related to the topic. There's there was this there was this photographer from Houston who I used to keep up with also like alongside other photographers that kind of got me into photography. Mm-hmm. And you know, quality work, editorials on point, campaign shoots on point, everything on point. Like the definition this person was bringing, it it was just there. And he blew up to the point where he was photographing with, like, you know, ASAP Rocky. He was getting in touch with, you know, Bari. Like, all these people, like, yeah. you know, coincidentally, you know, fucking Bari, Ian Connor, all these fucking ASAP affiliates. And he blew up. And I do remember going on Twitter a while after I saw this man's come up. And I remember the first thing I, I woke up to this. So like I woke up and I got on Twitter and I saw the hashtag stop Carrie Fa- um Carrie Fagan or whatever like trending and that like that's the name of like the photographer. Like he, he was already big time at this fucking point. And I saw all the anecdotes, I saw all the you know, like the, the trigger warnings, I saw all that shit on Twitter, I saw the threads and you know 
And it comes down to just, and I do relate to, to, to that, the fact that, you know, like it has to be from something either like it's traumatic or it's, it's something that wasn't taught to like its fullest extent. And, you know, people find loopholes around that in order to, you know, achieve what they want. Cause you know, like, you can't yeah like he said like he said himself like you can't really go into you can't be a good-hearted person and you know fucking out of nowhere just act up and do the things that are opposite of what you were raised with like you you have to be like insane to you know just all of a sudden flip out of nowhere um but I mean, yeah, like it applies to every field. This applies everywhere, like music, photography, especially fashion. Like I, I be hearing stories, like in the like in the actual industry, not even just like fast fashion, but like like actual like fashion, like high fashion, like in these like cl- like in these fucking lockers or whatever. In the style, like there's stories. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's just something you gotta be aware of. It could be as simple as, you know, some bullshit in the workplace to, you know, a high-end, you know, area of prestige. And you have, it's just about being mindful and more more importantly, like, staying true to yourself and keeping everything on a professional standard and moving accordingly. I mean, that's pretty much, like, my take on it as well. I mean, shit, that was as well said as you can get. So, I mean, thank you for the insight. And once again, I think the moral of the story is just... Leave, leave women alone if you don't know how to talk to them learn how to t- learn how to talk to them from one of your homies yeah just actually yeah just do better fuck it just just do better um but that, yeah that was an that was an excellent excellent uh send-off for that guap um but i know we're running short on time so we have to cut it there folks once again thank you mm-hmm. all for joining and i want to thank guap aka cisco aka fashion king himself for taking the time on this saturday sure. night to join us Hope to have you again yes, soon in the future episode. Oswani, you know what it is. We've been through it, so on and so forth. That's not a cheer. Sure. My can is empty, but cheers to you boys. Cheers. I found some drink. Don't even worry about it. But yeah, <laughs> thank you all for tuning in for this episode. And I hope to see Until you. the next one. Yeah, whenever the next yeah. one is, I will see you in that. All right. Mm-hmm.